coming up on One Day at a Time, also known as ODAT. You've decided to allow people in. And when you allow people in, especially the wrong people, people think that they have authority in your life, that now they have a place to say something about it, that now they have a place to judge you, that now you've given them some type of platform that they have now become part of the decision-making process for your life. And you're looking at yourself like, what the hell just happened? Who gave you that authority? You did, mama. You, it was you. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karina F. Daves. As a life coach, I love helping moms achieve their goals with grace. And what that means is that I love working with women and trying to figure out who the heck you were before you invested in all of these roles. Your roles as a mom, as a wife, as an entrepreneur in your nine to five job. Who the heck were you and where exactly did you freaking lose yourself? I love resurrecting the side of you that is just meant to shine because come on now, you were made for more. And listen, mama, if you're interested in a life coach and getting your life back, figuring out who you are at your core, if you're ready to learn how to create some boundaries from the toxic people that you need to create some distance from or completely disconnect, or even just creating boundaries with habits that no longer are serving you, you're just ready to get your freaking life back and live it to the fullest, then head over to my website and apply for us to work together through my private one-on-one coaching program. I cannot wait to hear from you. I can't wait to hear from you because at the end of the day, our shared experiences, our shared testimonies is what's really going to elevate and propel each other in our communities. This podcast, these blogs, these squares on Instagram that you see, they're all intended to build community and serve you. I could care less about the numbers. What I care about is providing value and building up women like you. Before we get started, if you're not following me on Instagram yet, head over to my handle at Karina F. Daves or on TikTok, also at Karina F. Daves. If you're interested in some freaking freebies like webinars and self-guided worksheets, then head over to my website at KarinaFDaves.com and download them and sign up for my listserv. My emails, I promise you, will make you feel like you're never alone, sis. And if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it, leave me a review, and share it with all of your amigos. Do whatever you want with it, but know that this podcast is specifically made for you, for you to feel seen, for you to feel heard. It's all for you, mama. Te quiero con todo mi corazón. Hola, hermana. ¿Cómo estás? Welcome back for another week of One Day at a Time, also known as Odag con tu chica Karina F. Daves. Today, we're going to talk about the power of privacy. Dun, dun, dun. Now, all the Latinos out there, you know that you die for the chisme in the kitchen while everybody's cooking. Talking about what's going on. Con Tia Maria, you know, Tio Fernando, whatever, the chick down the block, que paso con abuela. Like, this is usually the space when families gather in the kitchen and you just start sharing the cheese mist. So, I want to talk about the power of privacy, about you being private with your information. But first, let's unpack. The our culture and privacy and what that looks like, kind of like our culture 
and lying where like white lying is not lying because it's like good lying, but just don't bad lying and sort of that how that distorts your sense of loyalty and honesty when you grow up. But that's a whole separate podcast. Today we're talking about privacy. So I want to break down about how we grew up or I can just talk about myself and how I grew up with knowing about privacy and secrecy and things that I could and could not share. And so in my household, we had we had a lot of secrets, amigos, a lot. And it was a lot to keep tabs on, on what to share and not to share. And especially when as parents, we talk around our kids about things that we shouldn't be gossiping about. And then that person arrives and then you're like, well, where's her marido? And then like, no, (laughs) you're not supposed to tell her husband that she's cheating. Like little things like that, right? But we grow up sort of thinking that gossip and information and sharing things with each other, even though it sort of goes against that person's privacy and what that other person decided to share with you. And now you're here in the kitchen sharing with everybody else, even though you promised you wouldn't say anything is like not necessarily taboo. Like it's okay because you trust the next person not to say anything, but that person is going (laughs) to share that. And it's like this big telephone game where eventually the most accurate story information has been lost. And I, having grown up in that type of household, I grew up not really valuing people's private information. I grew up in a space where if somebody told me information, I grew up watching and learning that it was okay to share that information even though that person told me not to say anything. It was okay to share that information with somebody else as long as I told that person to not say anything and as long as I completely trusted that next person not to say anything. Now, I I would have to be very honest with you and say that I did not learn my lesson when it comes to withholding people's private information till I was late in my 20s and I would say probably like the earlier years of my marriage Um, until I got married and I wanted to really keep it private I didn't like I didn't understand why and how and sort of like the weight that it held when somebody said please don't tell anybody this right like I didn't value it the same and so I share that with you because You might have a friend or two that you may not 100% trust and that you feel like is a good person, but every time you share something with them, you know that they're going to share it with somebody else, but you trust at that time it's going to be different. Well, I used to be that friend and I just, I wanted to give to you a perspective. I'm not telling you that any of my actions were ever right and I'm not justifying it I'm not saying to you like this is why it was right 
I'm just letting you know where it stems from. It's, you know, we all are a product of our environment. So if I grew up in an environment where information and the privacy of people's information and their secrets weren't necessarily always kept private because it was okay to share it with somebody that you trusted, not knowing if 100% they would share it with somebody else. If somebody grew up that way, then it makes sense why they don't value information or your privacy. Does that help? I hope it helps. (laughs) So moving forward, I want to share with you why. So now I've sort of laid it down for you of like how people can perceive information. But now let's talk about the power of privacy. So we all grow up in communities, right? Like I know we either have a we either have a small or big family or we have a, a tribe or a group of people. We all have one person or two people that we call to share information with because It makes us feel human. It makes us feel like we have somebody to talk to. Absolutely makes a thousand percent sense. But there is power in remaining private. And I've actually talked to a couple of friends just about like, you know, our specific journey with Terrence and I and remaining a lot of things private and now being married for almost nine years, really now only unveiling a lot of the things that we've been through because I I watched my parents' divorce dismantle in front of me and everybody knowing so many sides of that story. You know, to anybody who is listening whose parents are not together, I don't know how long your parents haven't been together for, but I can tell you that my parents have been separated for over 20 years And there is still chatter about how it went down. I mean, it's been 20 years, over 20 years. They got divorced in December of 1999. That's a long time, 22 years. And people are still talking about it because at some point somebody was let in and then you let other people in And now everybody has different versions and everybody's forced to pick a side, right? And I'm not saying I'm perfect at this, but I knew that the beginning of our marriage, the beginning of a relationship for me was before in the past, before my marriage, I remember like dating and, you know, always being pretty like, oh my God, girl, just dated this guy. He's freaking crazy. Um, Or, you know, um whatever dated this guy and you know it didn't go well like always having somebody to share and give them all the deets and then when I got married things just shifted and I realized that there's power in keeping things private as we get older because for some reason as we get older it just holds so much more weight right like a marriage or a long-term partnership holds so much more weight than giving you the chisme on a relationship that I've been in for like, that I've been dating a guy for like three months, right? Like it's just a little bit more powerful. But also I would argue that if you're older and you're dating, not older, older, but like if sort of like you've gone through that, you know, 20s scene, if you want to call it, and now you're you're older and you're dating in your 30s, you even want to keep that private because... 
because there's power in privacy. There's power information. And the way I see it is that most of the time when you want something to work out or when you just want to see something work out without any type of tarnishment, if that's a word, you just got to keep it private. There's so much power in privacy. I would say that I remember feeling there's also this period where like you will feel alone when you're being private. You will. You'll feel like you'll have that you have nobody to talk to. I get that. I've been there. I remember in the first three years of my marriage, not having close friends that were married. And if I did, they weren't really that close or they were a little close. And I really didn't know who to trust and who to say anything to. And then like, I thought to myself, like, I don't just want to share the good, right? Like I want some advice, but is the advice that you're getting about a private matter generally always sober without any type of envy and coming from a person who will not judge you and love you a thousand percent no matter what you do? No. No. There's only one person usually that can do that. His name is Jesus. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm really serious here. If there is something that's going on in your life and you're just kind of at a place where you're like, man, nothing ever works out. Like, I don't know what to do about this situation and that situation. And I find myself always in the same space and everybody has an opinion. Well, the only reason why people have an opinion about what you're doing with your life is because you've decided to no longer be private about it. You've decided to allow people in. And when you allow people in, especially the wrong people, People think that they have authority in your life, that now they have a place to say something about it, that now they have a place to judge you, that now you've given them some type of platform that they have now become part of the decision-making process for your life. And you're looking at yourself like, what the hell just happened? Who gave you that authority? You did, mama. You, it was you. Hey mama, if you're interested in a life coach or getting your freaking life back and figuring out who you are at your core, if you're ready to learn how to create some boundaries from all these toxic people and you just need to create some distance or completely disconnect from them and you're ready to live your life to the fullest, then head over to my website and apply for us to work together to my private one-on-one coaching program. I seriously cannot wait to hear from you. I can't wait to hear from you because at the end of the day, it's these experiences, these testimonies that really elevate and uplift each other in our communities. And if you're looking for some dope freebies, also head over to my website at KarinaFDays.com and download the freebies there on webinars, how to start a podcast. I give you my top 10 tips and even a self audit to actually analyze where you are in your life and if you've lost yourself. Te quiero mucho, chica. Hope to hear from you soon. You did. You gate, you opened the door at that moment to let them in and to give them and uh, a clear, open, transparent window into your life. And that's where plenty of times, a lot of the things that we do, when we then share it with people, you'll begin to realize who understands and who gets super, super offended 
and super pissed off. It's very, very clear. Very, very clear. <coughs> Excuse me. When, I'll give you a story. When Terrence and I decided to get married, we were dating for four months and we had met in high school. We had dated then. We had dated a little bit while I was in college and a little bit while I was graduate school. But I wasn't ready to date somebody with children because I had emotionally and mentally not matured to that place. And we can do a podcast on that. That's a whole different. <laughs> or you can go to my Instagram and watch the live um, if you should date somebody with kids. And so the third or fourth time that we dated, we became serious. And I remember sharing it in the beginning with a couple of people of just how much I really enjoyed time with him, how fine he was, and I would bring him around. But as soon as we got really, really deep and really intimate and really just at a place where we were talking and thinking about marriage, I remember in some ways kind of even feeling embarrassed that we had reached this decision because we were both um, 25. Well, he was 26. I was 25. I don't remember. Um, 2012, 1986 minus that. So I remember feeling a bit embarrassed about sort of like our private relationship and how fast it had gone, but I felt so grounded. I remember praying about it and really just feeling like the Holy Spirit calling us to get married, but I couldn't I couldn't put it into words. Like I didn't know how to tell people. And I remember one day, like we were talking about it. And then I remember the next day he had like some back issue. And um, I was like, you know, if we were married, like you could totally get your back checked out. <laughs> you know, like something like it was just a joke. But before that, we had already decided that we wanted to get married. And so when you get married the way Terrence and I got married and you surprise the world, right? Because we were only married for four months. And I'll share this nugget with you. We got married in October of 2012. And in th that February of 2012, I broke off an engagement. And so I understood why it was such a crazy thought to other people, like she was just engaged in February. Now she's getting married. Like, how does she know? Well, you you don't know about my private relationship with Jesus. You don't know about all the other, you know, conversations and sort of what Terrence and I have built through this very intimate relationship that we've been having. And so when it came time after we got married, it was like the main question that people asked us was, how did you know? How did you know? Why? Why? How did you know? And I, I have a lot of friends. <laughs> At that time, I had a lot of friends. And I would say that 90% of my friends I spoke to often, like all the time. I mean, it would be like one of those things where I would be waiting at the train station or bus stop and I would just call one of them. Social media was out, but, you know, if I hadn't spoken to my friend Rosie or 
my friend Kia or somebody in a while, like I would just go through my contact list and call them. Like that was it. Like I wouldn't go to their Instagram page. I would just call them, you know? And so it was just a different thing. But I now know and see that it, that at that period in my life, it gave everybody sort of the authority to really ask questions like, why did you get married? How did you know he was the one? I mean, my husband was literally standing right there. And they weren't wrong for it. I just, I knew that I had set up these friendships in that manner that I'd always shared everything with. My desires, my fears, the things I questioned when I moved to Delaware. Like I just, I shared so much. My heart was on my sleeve. And this was the beginning of something that I didn't want to share anymore. And so when people asked me about my decision, I, we made a, I made a joke of it, about it. I was sort of in this place of like, well, you know, like we were just having this conversation about insurance and I figured since we love each other, just get married and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, looking back now, it was much deeper than that. And I remember not, I remember not really wanting to share the real, real deepness of why we got married and how we came to that decision because it was so pure. It was like, man, you know when they say you know, you just know? We had that moment. And it's so deep. And I think it's both of us that can really retell that story in that moment. And the godfather of my son, um, well, both of my sons, um, TJ and Levi, knows that story him and his wife know that story. Um, and one other couple, that's what happened. Now I remember one other couple, we decided to share the moment that we realized that we were for each other and they laughed at us. They had been married for about a year and we felt, you know, vulnerable and like everybody would understand. Right. And we told them and they laughed And I remember coming home like, that was kind of weird. Like, I've known those people for over a decade. And I, uh, that kind of hurt that they laughed. And I was so vulnerable and sharing something so intimate and private um, about how we knew when we knew. And then I remember, I remember afterwards going to just like, you know, people's houses and, you know, for barbecues or events or whatever. And I remember it just being like a constant thing that people would ask me or, you know, like, show me your ring, show me like, it was, it was very much, I felt like people were caught up in the Cinderella materialistic aspect of how we made this decision and what was involved in it because T and I didn't have a wedding and how we came to that decision and they weren't they weren't really interested in the deeper thought or I, that's the way i imagined it so we decided to keep our marriage private until now where we're using it as a way to propel other couples and and help instill faith in other couples but i wanted to share that story with you because i sincerely do believe 
that if you're going through something or there is a part of you that really wants to scale it back and just start not sharing as much because you want to see how things work out without other others influence or how things work out without people, other people being in the mix. I challenge you to do that because there's power in privacy and remaining private is having boundaries. You don't have to share everything with everybody. I know that there's a part of you that when you share, it feels like a community, right? Like you're building community. But then there's this other aspect of you that you kind of feel perhaps isn't growing to its fullest potential. And it could honestly be because of your boundaries when it comes to privacy of your information, the things that you're doing, the things that you're building, the things that God wants for you, the things that this world wants for you. You understand? You have plenty of friends that don't need to know every single bit of you that will love you regardless of knowing anything, any choices, because they love and care for you. For you, they care about you. Try it, even if it's for a month, or even if it's for a decision, or a purchase, or something that's life-changing that you're doing. Try it. Try keeping it private. Try remaining it just between you and your partner, or you and one, well, I don't know about this friend you got to really trust. <laughs> um, but just try it. There is power and privacy, Chica. I promise you that. I really hope this episode helped you. I hope it uplifted you. I really hope it, it just clicked for you. I hope it clicked. I hope it helped and I hope it clicked. Te quiero mucho, hermana. I'll see you next week. Ciao. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it, leave me a review, and share it with all of your amigos. Do whatever you want with it, but know that this podcast is specifically made for you, for you to feel seen, for you to feel heard. It's all for you, mama. Te quiero con todo mi corazón.